0: And we're back. You left the dead air. I did. That's okay. Oh well. it's For what it's worth, this is you take still... two. <laughs> we're having issues, technical and otherwise.
1: <laughs> Intestinal. Intestinal issues is... Well, uh, I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> I. You know what? Ain't no shame in my game. Something I ate in the last 24 hours has... Uh, we had started our podcast once before, and uh, yeah, I got sneak attacked. I mean, like World War II sneak attack. <laughs> Was not expecting that one at all. But uh, yeah, so here we are. Random Ramblings, Josh and Kenny. And I feel, as they say from Friday, five pounds lighter. <laughs> <laughs> well, now
0: that we got the intro shit out of the way, <laughs> we'll just go ahead and move forward.
1: I realized that was going to be one of those. I mean, I you realized set me up.
0: I mean, really, I, I can do turd jokes for the next 59 minutes. I'm aware.
1: <laughs> I'm aware. And I, you know, it's one of those things. I would say raw and uncut, but that's not true. This is take two. This is take two. <laughs> um, uh, it's still uncut. <laughs> raw yeah, raw is, you know, really, really hot days, long walks. That's raw. But this, this is, in my yard, is uncut. So this is truly... Your your yard is a lot of things. I I noticed that that the new play center
0: is up. Yes, and and you told me it took like nine guys or whatever. Why what, it took an entire three, day? There it took three guys, guys, guys nine hours. Nine hours. Wow. So. I do pay attention to him.
1: <laughs> he listened to the other ones before he got but here. But okay.
0: I, I noticed I, I drove up today and when we did this the last time we we were I'm going to say in a hurry to get inside. Yeah. Uh, because we were we were looking at bikes and all sorts of neat stuff and. uh I I noticed it was out there, but today I finally got a look, because when I drove up, Mrs. Josh was outside, taking care of some outdoor chores, but... uh so I looked over, I saw it. She's showing me the plant she got for Mother's Day uh-huh. and telling me about where she's going to plant it and everything, and we're speaking. Where is that, by the way, because I haven't been told. <laughs> she, she said it out. Uh, she's going to plant it next to the other one that's exactly like it. Okay, because we have a bush over there that yeah, died. Yeah, she's got it, and she said it liked it over there. So, uh-huh. But anyway, uh, but I happened to look up, and I noticed you, 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 you're getting the whole park ready now. It's like there's this whole... There's this whole park, folks. It's like he's putting in a park in his backyard for the kids. So, which is which is cool, overkill, but it's cool my, that
1: he's doing this. I, but I I look over and I see all these little flags. So just just to give a little clarity, uh, Pappy, as my daughter calls her, has decided that, and this was unprompted. I was more than okay to you know, cut and trim around it and not lose my mind or anything. And he saw it and he goes, that was a pretty good investment. Um, you probably need to take a little better care of that. Not that we weren't already, but it just, the wild hair struck him and he goes, we really need to make this thing happen. And I went, I'm not sure what you mean. And then he showed up with measuring tape and flags and images on, barricades and rubber mulch and all the things that you would get at like an elementary school. So yeah, I noticed. He's retired with free time.
0: Obviously. And, and, we, a, and adult we know money. he's an engineer, so Yes. But what's hilarious is my initial thought when I saw it was, it's the same flags that they use when they're marking out the invisible fence. We did not call eight one one before. And I mean, I'm, and I'm figuring, okay, so <laughs> you've got indoor dogs and they're not vicious. Why are you putting an invisible fence up or rent to keep the dogs away from the the playground? And I was like, what's going on? So I, I was asking Mrs. Josh. So what's with the invent? Never mind. And she looked at me, she goes, what? And I'm like, well, you know, you got flags out there for an invisible fence. I thought there for a second you were going to wrap an invisible fence for your animals around your play yard and just put the, the collar around the kids so you could go nap. I mean, it's just like, I mean, she just looks at me with this, just, I don't know if it's a look of disgust or if it's just a "ah, oh, Jesus, Kenny's at it again" situation. But seriously, out of corner i mean, I ride through town all day every day. Fifty, and fifty. You see all these <laughs> flags up, and I know it's the invisible, the invisible flint fence flags for your pets and stuff. And it's like when I just looked over there, I was like, "Oh, well, they're going to keep the dog." Hey, wait a minute! Their dogs don't need to be kept out of there. <laughs> so, please tell
1: me he's not going to put sand in. No. Because he's... if there's a stray cat, they're going to find it. <laughs> so that was an offer that was made. He goes, do we want to do a sandbox? And I went, nope. And he goes, that was a pretty quick no. You want to tell me why? And I said, stray dogs, stray cats, litter box. Also, anytime I mow around it, the first grass seed that gets there, it loves to grow in that oh, stuff. Oh, God, yeah. Except for when you want it to. Right. And he said, that's a fair enough point. Ants, fleas, ticks, he you said, name well, it. He said, Well what if we the, it's it, this is one of those large wooden structure like multi floor playset things and so the base is, you know, squared off with a wall. And he goes, Well, what if we uh custom built a cover to go over that and just did that? And I went If it takes two of us to set it down, she'll never use it. And he said, Oh yeah. What about a tarp? And I'm like, you will to cut a tarp to fit? No, I probably wouldn't hold out the rain that well. Maybe we'll just do the mulch all the way around. And I said, worst case scenario, we will find a different spot for one Next of those little Next time I come turtle. over here,
0: there's going to be one of those metal carports over this. And then I'm going to come over another time. It's going to be completely enclosed, air conditioned, so that we can play year round. <laughs> Wait. Don't tempt fate. Oh, God. He's over here thinking about it. <laughs>
1: It just gave him an for, idea. For what it's worth, <laughs> if you were to do that, I would have a rectangular cutting and trimming area not doing demo days at a large tractor supply store. Oh,
0: Lord. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, Mrs. Josh. More money for the
1: indoor play area. <laughs> I mean, we'll we'll do siding on the, the bottom and then do like screen over the top so you still get sunlight. It'll be good. It'll be good. Retractable roof like a football stadium. So that way she can truly enjoy the sunshine, and, and now we've just reached absurdity.
0: Yes, we we have made it. We've it is almost
1: as absurd as me thinking it was an invisible fence. I got news for you: if we ever pull the equity in this house to do anything with it, <laughs> we got a plan.
0: <laughs> oh well, you should, that you already have a garage.
1: You should just put it in there. <laughs> it's not tall enough. It's not tall enough. I keep keep on the whole family going to hate me. (laughs) That's not accurate. We, It's one of those things we acknowledge who you are. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll just let that go. (laughs) I mean, I felt like that was the safest way to put that without hurting feelings. Yeah, people I haven't met know that I'm a dumbass. I I get that. Well, but now to add perspective.
0: Actually, I'm both a dumbass and a smartass. I think that just makes me a jackass. 100% decent. (laughs) No, that's you. Uh, You're 100% decent. I'm a good Lutheran woman. You need to go back and listen again. (laughs) Sorry, I wonder if he's going to catch this when he listens back, that when he he said, Pappy, as my daughter calls her, and then talked about his dad. (laughs) Oh, he's thinking. I can't wait till next week when you hear it.
1: (laughs) That's going to bother me, but that's all right. I was going to listen
0: it. to it before he puts it up there. So, what you're going to get is all of this and the laughter, and then you're just going to get this dead space.
1: Him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not going to do that. No, one edit is enough. For That's the all day. right, I Daddy Josh. We're well
0: aware that that you maintain being
1: Pappy, and we know Pappies are him. It's to the point now where if he and my daughter go out anywhere and she talks to him like as they're out and about. The regular places that they go, like we have a butcher shop that we regularly go to, they know him as that. Yes, and that's, so that's what you want. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's different people, different places. It doesn't matter. They're starting to refer to him as that. Yes. Hell, he even put it on his license plate. That's how it works. He that's was so enamored with to be. the concept. No, no. Yeah. I guess I that get is it. the way it is supposed to be. My favorite is, I. It is about. We're about 95% sure my sarcasm, wit, sense of humor, and jackassery in general comes from him. Um, I was having lunch with the eldest yesterday. Uh, For those that don't know, listen back. You need to do your homework. Uh, But we were out to eat at a uh, local indoor golfing center uh, that is open. Strongly recommend it, by the way. And since it's local and one-of-a-kind, River District Golf and Social is phenomenal. Love it. Love going there, great atmosphere, great food. Uh, But it was, in a roundabout way, my sister works with daycare centers around the community. His kid was at one that she was visiting. So she had a video that was sent to him and then my family's group chat, because we all know one another, right? So it was, you know, spend time with him. We confirmed in the video that... He will drive like his mother, um, and I know I'll catch hell for that statement, but I'll be vindicated by the eldest. (laughs) Uh, But during that, I sent sent the group a message, a picture message, of the eldest sitting across from me. He responded with a picture of me to her in her chat window, because, you know, why not? She gets both, because she's in both groups. And my father, without even a slight moment of hesitation, why is the eldest slumming it? <laughs> and I went, I'm not so sure I appreciate that. And he goes, wasn't there for you to appreciate. <laughs> and it, the worst part is I can hear him as he says it the whole time. Like I, it's just a text message. But it's one of those, you see those um, pictures that'll circulate online. And it's like a TIE fighter from Star Wars shooting its turbo lasers. And you're like, only nerds will hear this picture. Well, that's exactly what that text message did for me (laughs) in the moment. And my favorite is the eldest uh, heard the exact same thing that I did. (laughs) He goes, I can hear your old man saying that.
0: (laughs) Nice. By the way, pretty much it doesn't matter whose turbo lasers are being fired. I hear the phaser sound from Star Trek. Oh, well. You know, Battlestar Galactica had a very distinct sound for their.
1: I will readily admit I wouldn't know. Never seen I, it.
0: I quit. I quit all of this. You call yourself a sci fi nerd? No, don't I'll call do yourself a Star Wars nerd. The,
1: the dogs over there are like, please let me out. <laughs> I didn't open it, I just turned the knob for effect. And I have never wow. proclaimed myself a sci fi nerd. I've proclaimed myself a Star Wars nerd. You've
0: not watched either of the, of the
1: BSGs? No. Oh, have you seen Firefly? Uh no, that's one that I regret that I haven't seen. That's one that I've just I've just never watched and I should have. I'm lowering my opinion of you. I'm just going to say that right now. Ooh. Well, it's Congratulations. not like it was that high. <laughs> Guess what? I just fell off the front porch. Well, if you do
0: Firefly, do do all 3 seasons of Firefly, then watch the movie Serenity.
1: Yes, uh, I did know that. Uh, I have enough friends that it, have seen it and they're like, I can't believe
0: you. If you do BSG, if you decide to do it, I actually highly suggest you go back and watch the 80s show first. Just deal with the cheesy spe- special effects because they're old. But I suggest you watch that first. Then watch the sci-fi reboot because the sci-fi reboot's a little darker. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Makes it a little better. But I, I honestly think that you need to see the first one. And okay. I mean, it, and it appealed to a lot of youngsters, a lot of sci-fi fanatics that, that were young at the time that the reboot came out. It appealed to a lot of them, and they haven't gone back and watched the original, but I, I honestly think you you should you should taste both before you... I mean, that would be like... I mean, honestly, you, you should watch the Christopher Reeves Superman before you watch all the rest of the, the Superman movies. And it's just a personal opinion of go back to the beginning kind mm-hmm. of thing. Um,
1: Nothing wrong with a little origin story. No. I get it. I, I mean, I it. watch
0: all sorts of stuff in and out of order myself, but mm-hmm. there,
1: sometimes it's it's worth going back to the very beginning. Sure. No, I got no problem um, with that. And again, I never claimed to be a sci-fi nerd. I claim to be a Star Wars nerd. See, I'm a, I'd like to offer Exhibit A directly behind you in that closet as a three-volume encyclopedia on the Star Wars universe. <laughs> Sorry, wow, I'm just a out. sci-fi
0: nerd because I like it all. I don't have anything against the um, others. I'm heavy on That's the Star just, Trek though. I right. really am heavy on the Star yeah. Trek. If, if you if you make it to Who Wants to Be a Millionaire and your your question category is Star Trek, I'm your i I'm your guy to call. Pretty much gonna be able to answer that.
1: I've got one of Minus two. It'll Enterprise depend on who answers. And
0: Deep Space Nine, I didn't watch those or or the new ones because I refuse
1: to pay for another streaming service. Yeah, you would be one of my two calls and it would be whoever picked up first. Um, but yeah, cuz I got another buddy who's he's the one who would go to would go to conventions. Like he's got the plaques with the pictures and the action figure that's yeah, signed to the picture and yeah. I, I went to a
0: convention uh yeah what feels like 100 years ago uh but I went to one. He was probably at the same. It was place. over 30 years ago the, the one I went to and I had a good time, but it wasn't what I was expecting, so I've just haven't gone back to another right. one. Uh, And I've actually had people ask, have you ever been to Comic-Con? No. And I didn't go to the one local one that we had that that one time. And it all looked and sounds like a a great time. But by the time I get into these crowds of
1: people... That's the thing. Most of these events are too people-y. Yeah. And And I can't afford one-on-one sit-downs with these people. Right. (laughs) No kidding. So, well, that was... I know who
0: you're talking about. And he was trying to talk me into to doing stuff like that. And I'm like, no, I don't I don't want to pay a hundred dollars for that ticket to go in there and listen to them talk. I mean, I mm-hmm. I listened to the I had a freebie uh, Marina Certis was there, actually, and she just she basically just spoke, got up on stage, spoke, answered a few questions. They ushered her off to the side to do some autographs. I get home, and my parents are like, did you get any autographs? I'm like, you should have seen the line for the autographs. And my dad goes, no, he didn't get any autographs. Because my, my dad knew from early on, I hated standing in the grocery store. Mm-hmm. The only reason I didn't go to the grocery store with my dad, I hated the damn line. Yep. I, I I despise the line. When they redid the DMV to where you didn't
1: have to wait in line, you could go get a number and sit down. Mm-hmm. I was actually happy yep. with that. <laughs> Speaking of lines, and it, this is not the first time I've used it, but it's just every time I have the opportunity to, it refreshes my joy of the moment. I went to the Palette Palace earlier today, and they have through their mobile app where you can order and do pickup. I did not get that done ahead of time because I knew we needed to go in. We needed to get a floral arrangement for uh, the most recent Mother's Day holiday. So we were going in of our own free will and volition, and we were just going to explore. But there is a means to avoid the line completely now. Oh, yeah. And you just scan with the little app on your phone... And out the door I went. Yep. I didn't get in line. There was a little queue area for those that wanted to do checkout. I'm like, I don't think they appreciate my savvy with smartphone. We're walking, the kiddo's looking around, enjoying herself. And I'm like, and paid? Scan the little code for the girls at the counter, and out the door they went. I will admit, though, that I got home and realized that I didn't scan one particular item, and I feel terrible about it, Um. Uh, so that's going to be now. You told on yourself. Yeah. Well, I. I. What part of I feel bad about it? <laughs> did I not just admit? My wife loves that app.
0: Uh, because I, a lot of times when awesome. a lot of times when she goes, it's very very busy. You know, a lot of if if I get sent on those particular errands, I'm the person that's going to figure out how late is the store open, how early is the store open, because I'm going to go at some odd yeah. ass hour. Uh, if it, it, if it's like, hey, Kenny, go to the grocery store in the morning. What they open at? What eight, six, seven? What what times the grocery store open? Yeah, and it's like she'll tell me, I'm I'm going with the rest of the old people. I'm
1: I'm going I'm going right. I want to be there when they unlock the door. So there there's the closing time at the pallet palace, which I don't think really works because they close relatively early, comparatively speaking to some grocery stores. I have found that Sunday morning at door open is the time to be there. Because of they don't open in that six or seven window, I think on Sundays it's yeah, like it's, ten. Yeah. Well, most around people here around here are in church. church, and so the ones that are not, like myself, are going. This is wonderful. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm a <laughs> hundred. But with the app, I could be even more efficient. Yeah. You know, I'm a
0: hundred percent the guy that just doesn't want to go. I, honestly, I, my and my wife will set it up. I mean, it's like she's doing those errands today because she knows I'm here. Right. Uh, and, and cause and sometimes I'll get home from work and she's like, I've got to go run to the pallet palace or the super center or, you know, the bullseye store. And do do you want to go? And she starts laughing. And I'm like, you know what? I appreciate the politeness. Why don't we just from now on figure that I don't want to? Just tell me where you're right. headed, and if I want to, I, you know, it's like it's like going on vacation with multiple people. You're going where? No, no, thanks. Oh, you're going you're going that store? Okay, I'll go to that store. You know, because most of the time when I'm done, I'm done. I you know I I play eight hours of Dodge a dumbass all day, and I don't really have to deal with people. But dealing with traffic when I get done, I'm tired. I, I don't yeah. I don't want to go back out. I don't care doesn't matter doesn't doesn't matter what it is. I just don't want to go back out.
1: I'm a homebody I will readily admit I'm a homebody going out is not my favorite now when I go and this is and I say when, like I'm some sort of hermit that comes off the mountain once a year I am <laughs> I, I want to be <laughs> I try. but it's not that easy uh, when I'm ready and and I will. Re- this is something that I'm trying to work on. When I'm ready, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go right now. And it's more than just me and this ship. And so I'm more than content to be like, I'll go get it. You just stay here, relax. Especially on the weekends. it It is one of those things where I love my wife, but I'm always the first one up in this house. Well, I'm not always the first. The corgi is always the first, and then I am quickly the second. But I am just one of those where when I'm ready, I'm I'm ready to hit the door. Like I need to go. It's right different now. with
0: me if it's if it's an errand or
1: something like that. I I'll
0: get dressed and oh, just let me know when you're ready. Sit down. But like if we're leaving on a trip, huh. And I'm not. Don't get me wrong. My wife will actually tell you that I'm not. I'm not the person that's going to say we're leaving at six a.m. I don't I don't want to leave that early. But I do want to. I, I do want to have a general time frame, and what I do is do about a thirty-minute time frame because anything can happen, and I one hundred percent understand everyone's desire to go pee one more time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and sometimes you forget that. So I. I wanna leave between eight and eight thirty. Mm-hmm. And my wife's okay with that. She's fine and she'll be ready to go between eight and eight thirty. The first time I took my mother in law somewhere, she's like, What time are you coming to pick me up? I don't know, somewhere between eight and eight thirty. We'll just keep using that time frame. And and she looked at me, she goes, So which is it? Eight or eight thirty? And I'm and, and and my wife goes, He he's kinda laid back on the road, mom.
1: She uh-huh. goes,
0: Oh and I'm like, Yeah, just if if you'll be ready between eight and eight thirty then life is good. And she realized pretty quick that a lot of times I kind of split the difference show up about quarter after. Right. And, you know, and that's one of those things. Once she got used to it, and I, I think one of the funniest things was, you know, she she went to get in the car. We were headed to uh, Chattanooga to see family. And it's about a good eight, nine-hour drive, depending. Yeah, that's and, way too um, much. <laughs> well, she goes to get in the car and everything, and she looked at me. She goes, now, Kenny. If I say I have to go, I have to go. We're not doing this straight through. And I look, and my wife, before I could answer, my wife goes, oh, he can't do it straight through either. She goes, he's done already had a half a pot of coffee. There's two Mountain Dews sitting in each cup holder. I don't even have a place to put a bottle of water. He'll have to stop before you do, Mom. And I just busted out laughing. I'm like, I don't do this drive straight through crap. I hated having to hold it because my daddy was one of those when we get in the car, the car ain't cutting off till we get there. I hate and I told her I said I hated having to hold it. I ain't gonna require anybody to hold it. You gotta go before I go. You speak up. I will find us a decent
1: bathroom. <laughs> it's not a problem. So I'm I'm in that mode of if I can, we're going. Now, I would never put anyone out to the point of you can't go another two miles. It's gonna be I need you to hold two more because there's not an exit right now. I am not Again, there is a part of me that wants to beat the GPS. I I announce... I own
0: that. I announce rest stops like most people announce (laughs) cows. I mean, the instant I see a sign, it's like, all right, rest stop, five miles. I mean, it's like, y'all prepare your freaking... Exiting equipment. Right. <laughs> Get everything prepared because in five miles, if you don't say I need to stop, Boom. I'm driving past it. And I'm the idiot that will all right, next one's like ninety miles from now, so y'all missed it. <laughs>
1: yeah, so that's that's one of the things for me is it my wife doesn't necessarily tell me soon enough. Like we're it she is never I gotta go right now. Like there's never a got to go right now for her. Now we could be riding home and it will hit her. And knowing that we're in town, it's got to go, got to go, got to go. Let's go, 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 go. But on a trip, it's usually, there's a different approach where, okay, he needs a couple of exits to actually make this happen. Cause I'm not going to badge this sounds crazy. Asian lady across three lanes of traffic just to get on the exit ramp not happening i'm like i don't leave the house without a roll in the glove box so if it gets really bad open the front door open the back door give yourself a little cubby well see i've i've solved that i just drag a
0: house behind me i understand that uh and we can get to our bathroom uh yeah, we just, just have to set, yeah we go. have to we have to set the steps up which you know whoever is not doing the pee pee dance sets the steps up but i don't have to wait Two three exits. I mean, if, no, if you got uh, if it hits you and you got to go bad enough, you can go, right? Uh, but I, my wife's pretty good about we're gonna have to stop. Yeah, and she'll say it before she gets to the uncomfortable stage. My wife and, is too, but she's also good about. She's really well. Maybe I'll say bad about it. anyway. She's also the one that's like you know, beach five miles away, and and I'll see her kind of adjust how she's sitting like. You need to stop. I can wait. Or her favorite term. It's not chronic. Oh, it's chronic until you actually go. But now we've done that before. We have five miles left to go. And then we don't anticipate. What the, What we don't look at is most of the check-in centers do not have a bathroom because you have bathrooms in your truck, basically. You oh. you know, you got the ba- So a lot of times there's not a public bathroom at the check-in office. So, How you know, do they just sit there all day? Well, they leave not, the a, office and... not a public bathroom oh, right, at the check-in office. Uh Now, we have been to, to campgrounds that offer that. It's like there's, there's a bathroom right there, and then the check-in office is right there. So they kind of know you've been on the road, and you may have to go Kudos right to now. Them, uh But like the beach, no. So there's times when my wife's gone in and then come back and sat down in the truck and went, I will walk over
1: from the closest bathhouse. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. Yeah. Well, and again, I that I think that's the thing for me is if my wife and I were to ever go down the road of um, of camping, like we've said from a driving and everything else, and I know we've had those debates over and over, you and I, but I'm I'm thinking of load and go. I could Logo. see. I could
0: honestly see. Had we had instead of going fifth wheel, had we bought the actual motor coach, had we bought something like that, I could actually see my wife being in hog heaven. Just, well, sure. You know, and, and she would probably change some of her traveling habits. She looks at the time frame that we're traveling, and like uh, we've got a trip coming up. We're leaving after lunch, which means we're going to leave between twelve thirty and one. She will actually look at the travel time. Uh-huh. and decide how much she can eat and drink ahead of time. And That's we're, why we're she both, and I are friends. Yeah, and we're both bad about we'll dehydrate ourselves just to yeah. air so that we can go a little further without needing to stop for any reason. But it's not that we're in a hurry or we want to beat the GPS. We just don't want the hassle of we got to find some place to be because with pulling the house behind you not only do I have the bathroom behind us, but if we do prefer a rest stop, we've got to make sure that the parking lot's large enough. So I can't just pull over to, to to any old fast food place or, or you know, any old convenience store. I've got to find something that's got a parking lot that's designed for that length of vehicle. So, you know, I'm looking at truck stops and stuff. Now, upside, the truck stop bathrooms are relatively clean.
1: So, and, and I don't... I don't... I'm going to go ahead and give a disclaimer on this because there's nothing inappropriate about it. But for some reason as i scroll through my for you page on tiktok i have noticed and i think part of it is if you watch one full video it immediately puts it in the algorithm if you yeah. take a second or two and scroll through that's fine but like it's a, it's not something i would have ever thought of and asks and and you know, all that good stuff I, I would have never thought about showering at a truck stop well, there's a girl that lives in her motorhome, like she's a, yeah. I'll call it nomad. It, that's that, I don't want to say that in a in a bad Use way. Use the but term full timer. Full timer. Okay, that works. Um, she and her dog live in a van that they converted, or one like think Mercedes buses, but yeah. well, they it, a actually van. you
0: can you can buy vans yeah. that are that are right class. I think it's them. class C or something. Well, like they are that. considered a class C, yes, but yeah.
1: they're the size of an actual panel. A sprinter van, van. So, yeah. yeah. And she w- and the video started with, "Here's my shower routine at a truck stop." And I went, "Is that actually a thing?" Yes. So I watched, and so I like to s- to see that. And then, anytime we've traveled and we've seen those places, we've stopped at those places. I'm immediately like, I'm not. Because oh, I said, why would you stop at a truck stop? I'm like, because those people pay to shower, and yes. so if the people want to maintain people coming to pay the extra fee clean. to shower, they're going to be clean. I, I have, and that has been the success so far. Pretty like, much, that's every, life, every. I call that a life hack, to yeah, be perfectly every, honest. For those of us that aren't doing long haul runs,
0: every truck stop that I've ever stopped in, the bathroom has always smelled clean. Uh-huh. The one or two times that I've gone in, and the trash can's overflowing, and it's it's. I give that a pass. It's starting. That's to the staff starting to get that it's it's starting to look there's usually somebody somewhere coming with the buckets uh-huh. and, the, and I mean it's like they've noticed it and now they're on it and I've been to a few truck stops that you basically have a bathroom attendant That person is there to tend to the shower area and the bathrooms. That is their job for the day is to maintain that space. And the showers are always separate from the actual bathroom. Yes,
1: because they Uh, have the other
0: side of that. And a lot of truck stops are adding in the ability to dump the storage tanks on your RV. Mm -hmm. For a fee, which is fine because sometimes I stay at places that that don't have full hookup and the dump station is full and now you have to pack out your trash, so to speak, you got to take that with you. And, you know, it's nice to know that that's starting to happen. A lot of them have potable water, so I can fill up my my fresh water tank as well. But I'm right. also learning that you've got uh, super cab trucks now, the the sleeper cab trucks. Yep. You've got them that that have small toilets and stuff in them because you've got guys that are spending the night there and you there's a there is a whole world of um, I actually read an article not too long ago there is a chain of truck stops that's actually starting to add overnight RV slips. It's not you're not there to camp and put out your chairs and your fire pit and and stay for a week, but you can you can rent it for a night or two. Say you need to get a truck fixed or something like that, and they've got full hookup sites with water and everything. And it's 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 one of those turning points to where there's so many people that are using campers, motorhomes, fifth wheels and yeah. the like that it's a need now to to be able to stop and stay there like that, which is again wonderful from my standpoint uh i'm i don't foresee me ever agreeing to pull that thing across the country or anything like that but if i do i would actually be looking for that particular chain or some somewhere else that does it uh some of your campgrounds don't don't do one night stays which i think's ridiculous because you have people that are traveling Now, on the East Coast, you have a lot of people, you have a lot of campgrounds on this coast that do one night stays because you have a lot of people that come from Canada, New York, the Great Lakes area, and they go down to Florida. They're retirees, they call them snowbirds, but a lot of them, and they have different places that they'll stop for just just to get off the road for a night. Because, most of the time you know, that's, sometimes a that's a 15 too. 16 hour drive yeah we've actually met people one of our favorite ones when we visit our daughter they do one night stays and we have run across the same people opposite times of the year uh-huh. <laughs> literally because we were going at the same time yep. cuz we were going for a birthday we were going for homecoming at the school and we were running into the same people and they were you know we run into yeah. one couple that were there for reenactments because that particular area big on uh it, actually multiple Civil War battlefields in that area. Yeah. So they were big on reenactments and, and the like. So we met people that traveled for that because they were part of that group. And then we met people that were traveling from New York to Florida, Florida to New York, depending on the time of right. year. Uh it it gets sometimes it gets really interesting. I, I really enjoyed really enjoyed having the camper and getting back into that because you people are speaking, uh whereas you don't get that in hotels. Right. Most of the time when you're standing in a hotel elevator, you're not talking to the person beside you and if you speak, they go reach for the can of mace. You know, it's like they're they're thinking something's wrong because you said hello. Right. So, you know, it it, and it I don't know, it's a complete for somebody that I don't like large crowds and a large amount of people, but when I'm kicked back got my favorite drink in my hands and somebody walks by with their pup and they say, Hey, I see you're from Virginia. You know, it's like, well, yeah, I am. Okay. Next thing you know, you've talked for a few minutes and you've met your neighbor and you're going to, you're going to be neighbors with them for two or three days. And
1: it's a good time. Well, Sometimes
0: you don't meet your neighbor. It just depends.
1: So I, I think a lot of that is situational though. Whereas that a, a hotel is literally Russian roulette. You don't know whether you're getting an empty chamber or you're getting the bullet. Whereas at a campground, you have people that have made a similar commitment. They have, whether they've done the full motor coach, the fifth wheel, or just a normal pull behind, they've still made a commitment to the same general idea. So you've you've given yourself, you've really kind of put yourself in your element, to be perfectly honest. Whereas a hotel, pretty much any walk of life, they're going to fill that hotel up. Now, granted, some of that's going to be by price point and this and that and the other. Full families, family reunions, group rates. I mean, there's, but still, at the end of the day, there's a lot of Russian roulette that goes along with that, Um, and so I think I it makes sense to me why you are more apt for that. Like we stayed, we stayed at a hotel last summer. It was little one's first, first, yeah, first trip to the beach, and you know her experience was was whatever. But the hotel that my wife's company put her up in for this conference um, was one of the nicer ones along the, that stretch of beach. Like, it was actually the last one before you get into beach homes and private space. Which is really kind of nice when you think about it. Uh, we were very fortunate because that's not somewhere where <laughs> we would have normally stayed uh, budget-wise. But again, you kind of knew what you were getting... In but you you knew what you were getting. In persona wise, but still in the elevator, you're like, "What am I?" There's still that weird, awkward. I don't want to say silence, but the awkward existence that you don't have to deal with. No, I get it. I I hundred percent get it. And there's, I think that's part of the draw for me. The investment's the problem, but the draw for me is it's oh. I get to pick similar clientele.
0: Yeah, it's it's nice. it's a lot of fun sometimes. I mean, we we get around people that want to keep to themselves. They don't really sure. care. They'll wave, they'll smile, and then we get around. We have a dog, so when everybody's walking dogs, you're starting to meet people, and you're talking. Now you're not dealing with a hundred people at a time. Usually one or two. Um, and one of my favorites, we we went up to see the kid, uh, and we're we're gonna lead out with had issues backing into the site but that particular campground has a spotter that takes you to the site right. backs you in and that particular guy was one of those people that think he knew everything <sighs> anyway he was he was backing me up based on the fact that he was certain I didn't know what I was doing and we'll stop there <laughs> and he did the people that were going to be behind me the same way. They had the same trouble. So when we got done and I got out, I I took a breath because I really had a few things I wanted to say and I looked up and there's this guy with his wife and I just clenched my teeth, clenched my fist, shook my head and and I went we got unhooked from the camper and these people had not said anything yet when I pulled away I let my truck run while we're leveling and getting unhooked. Uh, I've been told it's good for the turbo on it to to let it idle for a little bit after, after a long haul. So I pull away from the camper. I shut my truck off, and I hear this gentleman go, he ain't good at that at all, is he? And I turned around, and his wife was still there, and I went, no, sir, and I've got a long line of expletives that I intend to scream when I can get inside of my camper. And his wife looked at me. She goes, oh, he's a fucking idiot.
1: And I went, thank you. Now I don't
0: need to scream those expletives. I appreciate that. We had a nice long laugh. There's my icebreaker. And the guy looks at me and he goes, 7-3, huh? Yes, sir. I used to work at International. Oh, you're kidding me. You and I are talking later. He goes, okay, we're going to cook. I hope we don't get in your way. And I'm like, I hope I don't get in your way. I'm the one over here being busy. And we kind of talked the entire time. Anytime I walked around, it was kind of like with the neighbor I have at home. Pretty much if I was on that side or in seeing distance and he had something he wanted to say, he'd say it. Well, I finally, and, and this is a habit of mine. My, my wife will come out once we're at the point where the camper's almost done. I've got all the utilities set up. We're about ready to, to, to get started putting the chairs and things out to sit down. She'll bring me a cold one. Well, she come around. I saw her out of the corner of mine. It was already in its little koozie and everything. She set it down on the bumper. I don't know if they noticed or not, but I walked over there, and I popped that thing open, and he goes, oh, yeah, you're you're in now, aren't you? And I just sort of turned around and went, um, yes, sir. (laughs) And he just busted out laughing. He goes, after that guy backing you up. He goes, I don't blame you. I'd want one, too. And she looked at him, and she goes, no, you're just like him. He's just ready to have one. <laughs> anyway, we had a great time with them. He, he told me a few things about my engine mm-hmm. because the job, he, he wasn't an engineer there. He was actually a little bit further up on the chain, and he dealt with the quality of the stuff that oh, come nice. out of International. So I got to learn a little bit, and while he and I were talking... Our wives were talking. We were all over there having a great time. You know, they're telling us their story, where they started on upward. My wife's telling a story. He and I are talking truck engines. Here comes this guy with a toy hauler. And uh, he's getting out. Toy haulers actually haul bikes, dune buggies, whatever. Yeah. They've got a garage in them. They're, yeah. they're a bit bigger. Uh, the the way more uh, suspension. I'm not saying that for you. Just anybody listening that may not know. But anyway, this guy's pulling it with a short bed truck. For the record, that means they also have a patio. <laughs> yes, if you if it's been if parked they're done pro- right, if it's yeah. parked properly, you've got a patio because a lot of them have awnings over that mm-hmm. ramp, and a lot of those ramps have supports where you can sit out there. But uh, I, I noticed he had a short bed truck, and he took a very wide turn to get ready to back in, and he stopped. And the same guy that was backing me up, back the guy behind me up, was going to back this guy out. And he gets out, and this guy just turns and looks at him. I didn't tell you to get out of the truck. I can spot you. I know where to put this camper. And the guy looked at him and went, shut the fuck up. I've got to move my hitch. Pulled a lever in the bed of his truck. Got in his truck, put it in drive, and then you you hear this thing lock into place. Uh-huh. He had to move the fifth wheel further back yep. because he's pulling with a short bed. So he had he had to actually move his fifth wheel so that as he's turning and everything, he didn't pop his back glass. I've seen that happen a time or two. He gets everything in there. He's not even paid attention to the guy. The guy's just screaming at him and screaming at him and screaming at him. And this guy gets out. He goes, look, I live about 20 minutes from this place. You can go away. Or I can call the owner. We're over here about ready to applaud. But my issue with him is he had decided that I didn't know how to back that trailer up. So he was screaming, turn left, turn right, turn left, turn right. Well, I was making the trailer go left or right. Because you're spotting me. Right. You're supposed to be telling me where the trailer goes. He finally, he just stopped. He just just screamed at me. I'm telling you which way you need to turn your steering wheel. You just do it. I grabbed the door handle, my wife grabbed my leg. And I just turned and looked at her, and I'm like, I'm not playing this game today. I'm tired, I need to pee. So dude walks back up, and I had another guy coming over that worked there. And he walks up, he goes, I'm telling you which way to turn your steering wheel. I don't understand you people, don't know what they're doing. And I looked at him, I'm like, dude, shut up. I've got a Class A CDL. You can walk off anytime you want to. And he just shut up. I said, "When you you spot me, you tell me which direction you want the camper to go. Don't you tell me which direction to turn the wheel, because I promise you, I back up twice this on a daily basis, right? Without help." The other guy that was walking toward turned on his heels and went straight back where he came from. <laughs> he didn't want the like, smoke. I mean, he it's didn't like at, at that moment I'd done had enough. I mean, I appreciate the spotter, but mm-hmm. at that moment I had had enough. We went back months later, same campground. the one we went to at Christmas. Oh, okay. Different guy spotting us. We pull up and they they had painted a yellow line in the gravel on this particular site. And the guy looked at me and goes, all right, everybody's got a different level of this. He goes, you don't want your wheels past or on that yellow line. He goes, that's the only way to line up perfectly for your slide rooms. He goes, you get hung up, I'm here. I put that thing in there. He goes, you did that like you've done it a time or two. And I looked at him. I told him. I said, class A CDL. And uh, he goes, ah. And my wife told him. She says, yeah, we got backed up by one guy here. And she told him what happened. That guy goes, yeah. Not many people like for him to escort him out. And I told him. I said, you, need, you just need to tell him what I told him. He needs to back up the spot in the trailer. You, you tell the person which direction you want the trailer to go in. Right. If you need to know which direction to turn your steering wheel in, you need to speak up. <laughs> right. It's like, if you ain't figured that out yet, you really didn't need to bring that thing out on the highway.
1: Well, and that was, that was the issue I ran into the first time I was pulling that trailer. Now, granted, we talked about this. I did a lot better than I thought I would, and I was very pleased with how I did. Somewhere innately in me, based on the other training methods, I was tickled pink to get it close, but I still had a moment where I went, do, do, do. Oh, wait. Do, 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 do. Double back the other way to get where oh, to see. me. Watching campers back in is a sport. I'm a sure. Uh, I'm and sure. I, it's,
0: and that's the only campground I've been to that spots you. I've been to one or two that will escort you to your site. Uh, maybe they're putting in new numbers, <laughs> or maybe they don't want to put numbers in. Whatever. I've been to campgrounds right. that escort you to your site, but that's, that's the only one I've been to that spot you. And uh, the owner of that campground, if he spots you, it's almost like one finger. He expects you to know what you're doing, and he's going to tell you where he wants. And I mean, literally, he'll come up to the window and go, I'm going to tell you where I want this camper. But he owns the place, and he's parked enough campers in those spots that he can take a look at my camper. He can figure out what equipment. And he's like, he just knows exactly where to put me. But and everybody does it. Everybody does it. You can watch somebody back in and mess up, and they'll get out shaking their head, waving at you, and laughing because we all screw up. Mm-hmm. And whenever there is an audience, <laughs> it makes it even worse. And at Christmas, that's what I told my wife. I'm like, "Great, he's just going to stand there and watch. I'm going to screw this. I'm going to screw the pooch on this one big time." But um, it it and it's little things like that that kind of bring us together. And sure. that starts the conversations. Dogs that'll start the conversation. Right. You know, a, a cutesy little flag or light set up that starts a conversation. And you know, you might get that at a resort, resort where you got different little cabins and things. But I've just
1: never experienced that at a hotel. No, everybody's off on the, everybody's off trying to do their own thing. I mean, good lord, beach hotels in the morning are the worst because unless you're staying at the top floor, you're not getting into an MTL of no. And you're just waiting, pile in, pile in, pile in. Well, I'm going to wait for the next one. If you're on the you know, second and third floor, is it okay to take the steps? Does this have to have a fire exit? Can I just take the steps?
0: I, uh, I, I love being as far up. When I was doing beaches, I love being as far up as I oh, could totally. because you you lost the, the people noise. You got all of the ocean noise. Uh-huh. And for me, the view from the balcony was absolutely phenomenal. And I would always, those that had leveled parking garages, I would always park as high up as I can uh, unless it was raining. If it was raining, I stayed covered, but I would park as high up as I can. And my mother-in-law asked me one time, she's like, why are we parking on the top parking spot she goes why is that a thing and i'm like well we're gonna hit the elevator and have four floors to go up i don't want to hit the elevator and have 10 floors to go up (laughs) and she's like ah okay i get your point right and it's like i'm gonna have to make 100 trips back and forth you know because you don't always get a luggage rack so you know i'm gonna have to make 100 trips back and forth the elevators are not large enough for the luggage racks to begin with you're already fighting with that thing but anyway it and i'm not knocking hotels Oh I no, would, no, no, I would no, go no. and stay in one in a heartbeat to get out of driving cross country. <laughs> I, right. could, I decide I want to go stay go see the Grand Canyon. I ain't taking the camper. I'm getting on a plane. I'm flying out. I'm gonna because I don't want to make a 24 hour drive. I I just don't. No no no! no thank you. <laughs> it's I, like, I don't want to be sitting in a. You car even said that long. eight
1: or nine hours. Like my limit now. Now that I have flown, like early on, I was like, I don't want to fly. I don't want to fly. Even I was I was younger, afraid of heights. Don't want to fly. I don't want to fly. Right now, anything more than three hours, I'm debating.
0: Like. <laughs> I don't mind the I don't mind the eight hour trip to to Tennessee to nope. Chattanooga that that doesn't bother me. But I'm not dragging the camper. Uh, and, well, sure. You know, I'm going to see there family, so I'm I'm just in a car or my SUV, and that particular interstate, eh, it's not the best interstate on the planet. But you got enough little places to stop. And I I am, that trip, I am known for multiple stops. I've got certain cities I'm stopping in. Doesn't matter. I mean, before it was because I smoked, I want to get out of the car and smoke. Now it's because I don't want my back and my hip to be killing me when I get there uh, from sitting in the car too long. Of course, you know, some of those cars were not the most comfortable thing. No. Uh, No. But what I've got now, I could probably, because I feel like I'm sitting in a recliner most of the time.
1: So. But at, I tell my wife that. I think that would it, be. I think that would be my only problem with a motor coach, is because the chairs in the motor coach are able yeah. to be turned around, <laughs> and I'm like, this is bad. This is bad. Like, I, I'm okay with it, and I understand it, and I understand the comfort of being able to sit there and then, you know, maneuver that so, yeah. giant wheel in I'm, small intervals. But there's part of me that's like, this is a recliner when I'm getting where I need to go. Oh crap. <laughs> I've got I've
0: got rules on distances. It's like if you want to leave after work, we're not traveling more than two hours. If you want to leave at lunchtime, we can travel three to four hours. (laughs) If it's going to be a five or more hour drive, we got we got we got to
1: plan for a day of driving. Right. Well, and that's that. I think that's part of, and that may be part of my issue with long trips, is because, say I'm off for a week, I get a whole week off, and we're going somewhere. That's perfect. Great. No problem. How quickly can I enjoy it? How grueling is it going to be at the end of the week where I've got to load up the car and get everybody ready and moved. And with a two-year-old, only one person is loading the car. (laughs) So, and that's usually me, which is fine. I don't mind that. But at the end of the day, I'm like, all right, it's eight hours worth of driving. So I get seven days, but it's really only going to feel like five days Eh, like you, you see, my, yeah. my resolve diminishing greatly. Where it's because, like, I know buddies you're that definitely
0: are- motor coach material because you need to pull into your site, unhook your car, hit a button, and go inside. Uh, and you can do that with a motor coach. Uh, now there have been times that I have been so tired when I've gotten there, I've leveled it, gotten it off the truck, hooked the water up, hooked the electricity up, or take a nap, and I'm done. I mean no and it's almost that. It's like I'll just look her dead square in the face and go, "I'm done." Uh, I'm gonna, I'm going to have a beer. I'm going to take a shower. I'm going to eat and she's like, "What about the patio area and stuff? It's supper time." And I don't right. care. I, I will care about that tomorrow. But I also don't have to do all that by myself. Uh, yeah, my yeah. my wife will pitch in and we have wa- we have watched other people park in which It's done, it's level, and the wife takes off with the kids to the pool or the beach or whatever, and dad's there setting everything up. And I'm one of those people that is like, if you're going to sit down and enjoy it, you're going to put the sweat out to put it up. If if you're not going to put the sweat out to put it up, when you come outside, there's going to be one chair, and it's going to be mine. (laughs) It's like, but I'm like that. I've I've actually watched a friend of mine, his family walk away as he's leveling the camper and everything. And, you know, it's, and I'm sitting over there and he got mad at me. He goes, you were sitting over there watching me, but you didn't get out and help. I looked at him. I'm like, well, you know, you got a four person family. What the hell? And he just looks at me and I'm like, what the hell? Well, he goes, I've got a wife and two daughters. So they can't pick up chairs. They can't unroll a patio mat. What the hell? And he's just looking at me and he goes, well, I, well, and I like, you spoiled them, didn't you? He goes, yeah, kind of. I'm like, go ahead, admit to it. I said, I ain't going to come over here and dig you out of that. Oh, that that that's you. I when we right. got the first one, I started handing my daughter stuff and it's she's like, Oh, I got yeah, you're gonna help set up. You're gonna live in it, you're gonna set up you're gonna help set it up. And of course, and, you know, now she's prepared to own one on her own. Now she knows what right. has to be done. So if she decides she wants to get a camper, she's already aware of what goes into it.
1: See, and that, I think I'm torn on that for a couple of different reasons. And again, age will play a role in that to a certain extent. If you're going to ride that long, again. I'd lean towards motor coach because you've been able to sit back there and relax. I've been driving this whole time. So now you've got skin in the game. Whereas if I were pulling and everybody was sitting and stuck and sitting and stuck and couldn't go, couldn't hang out do whatever they were stuck in car seats and whatever. Again, especially now with my daughter being in a car seat, I would feel much more, I would, I would have a much larger desire to let them go and play. The, the big thing once, they, once my daughter gets older, that's a different story. The, but it, right now, if I had if I had no like, distract
0: if her. I had a one or two year old, it'd be go away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I got a twenty five year old, so <laughs> right. But anyway, no, no. I, uh, again, that's it, subjective. That's our little, subjective across the board. Our little thing is we like to get it off the truck. Of course. And now, if we've both got a piss like Russian racehorses, okay, fine. Let's just get it in the sight, out of everybody's way, run to the bathhouse real quick, and come back. But we try to get it off the truck. And once it's off the truck, I literally just go on about taking care of the utilities. I've got to get the shoreline hooked up, the water hooked up. If we have sewer, the sewer hooked up. If we have cable, the cable hooked up. I just go on about that. I will pull the patio mats out and drop them. Uh, some of the little fun things we have, like little flags with garden flags and flag holders, right. I, I pull those out and kind of put them over to the side, and I either come back and help with that, or it's done, right. basically. Yeah, yeah. And no, I, usually I, I don't hear anything out of her until she's ready to get inside, and she'll come around the corner and go, "Can I put the slides out?" That that is she's done with all of her outdoor duties. And she needs to get inside and start setting. Because things are set up in the refrigerator to ride. Things are set up in the pantry to ride. And now she wants to set them up to lift. And it it takes her a whopping 10 minutes. But she's ready to get in there, make sure the refrigerator's on, get whatever, air, air, heat, whatever we need. You know, she's ready to get that going. The heavy lifting's done and over with. Uh, But most of the time, once it's off the truck, I see her out of the corner of my eye. She the hooks the lead up to the dog and takes off. Because she knows at this moment, he's got to get out and walk around a little bit, sniff, check, check P-mail, as we call it, do his business. And then she'll come back and get started. Well, that gives me a chance to take care of getting the heavier stuff out, getting it set over, ready for her to... And then it, I will help. It's not a problem whatsoever. But she knows she's invested in it just like I am. She also knows right. I'm tired from driving. Uh, and it, sometimes we roll in. The beach in March is cool enough that we don't put patio mats or anything out uh, because we know it'll be a rarity if we sit outside. So we keep chairs handy just in case we get that nice day, uh, but we don't necessarily put the mats and everything out because if we're going to sit inside more, I'm not setting in this big elaborate patio. Out. Right. Uh, at the lake, we're there for two or three days. Actually, we're usually at the lake for three days. Uh, we'll put We'll put all our little gizmos out. Sure. Uh, going up to see the kid depends on how long, how long. we're going to stay, what we've got planned, because if we're going to be doing a lot of touristy stuff or running around town, I ain't putting all that crap out because I'm, I've i got to pack it back up. Uh, and I, I've noticed that with a lot of other campers, you know, they roll in and they, they grab a chair or two and, but they don't really put a lot of stuff out. But the next day you notice you don't see them for eight hours. They're there for a reason. Right. They they just don't want to put a lot of stuff out. They're going to do their relaxing inside. Like if I if I were to take it to a family event or something, so that I'm there for the weekend for this event, I would probably not put a lot of stuff out because I'm I'm going to come back and I'm going to want to relax inside. Sure, and and be done with it. And it some of it's situational and some of it's based on on the person. But I. I really, I shake my head anytime I see five people get out of a car and one person setting the camper up. Yeah. I really do because it's like you know, at some point, even an eight-year-old can can have a job. Uh, my daughter, we used to take friends with with us. Her job, her job was always to walk the dog. The best friend's job was to walk the dog because the daughter had had. Stuff she had to help me with. Once she was done with that, best friend was coming back with the dog. It was time to tie the dog to the picnic table or whatever. And I said that, like, we just basically hog tied him to the picnic table. We put his lead to the picnic table so he can roam while we're doing our thing. But, you know, that, but that was her job. She, and she knew after the first couple of of trips, she knew my job is to take the dog for his initial walk. And usually when she got back, everything was there and my daughter, they, it got to a point by the time she went on our last her her last camping trip with us, the last time she went with us, she knew where stuff was. She knew what was happening next. I didn't need nobody had to tell her anything, right? But and there again, she learned. If if her yeah. family ever gets a camper, they know what they've got in store for them. Mm-hmm. Um, I I try to use as much as I can as a teaching experience. Now eventually, the daughter and the boyfriend are going to to, to go with us camping, and he's gonna have to learn. Uh, I can't wait for that day. He was there for me to empty the galley tank, and I thought he was going to throw up. Yep. Uh, he didn't realize which tank I was emptying. <laughs> yep. And he started heaving, and I turned and I looked at him, and I'm like, dude, this is just the stuff from the kitchen sink. But it's still gross. And I just went, and I looked at my daughter, and I'm like, you're going to have to rethink this if you want to keep camping. <laughs> I mean it's just that's just all it is to it, sweetie. I like him, but you're gonna have you're gonna have to you're gonna have to rethink this if you're gonna get a camper. And she's like, Wait, well, hey, we're still surprised you handled the poop tank. And I'm like, eh, well, it's all hosed up. If I had to open a diaper, it wouldn't
1: happen. <laughs> Can promise that one. Well, and see, I think that's the the unique opportunity for me is I'm like, Ooh, I know how to change a diaper. And then you realize you're like, wait a minute, that's a very isolated incident. That is a very, very isolated incident. Um, now we have two adults and the diaper. If you uh, if you do it right, I know we've had that. It's all in the order of which you do it, so it's clean it's, when you're it's, done. It's,
0: it's all in how to do it. There's still going to be a little smell, but it's going to be more of an ammonia smell than anything, right? Uh, if you do it right.
1: Well, I will I will say this about this. I in my last job. I called on several water treatment plants, both the drinking water treatment plant and the clean-up, fix-up, paint-up plant. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the smell is tough. Yes. Walking around some of those tanks is tough. But when they tell you, because the, and, and I say this and I mean this in the best way possible, the uneducated look is when you drive by one of those places you see those giant pools of brown water and go Bleh. it's actually not it's not there no none of that is there that has already been isolated out what yes. that is is the microscopic enzyme and bacteria that are cleaning the water yes that's all of the things that you're going huh, over Gone. are already in a different area now yep. that that's a different animal Now, that room, I never had to experience that room. I got to deal with the big water tanks outside. They told me how that worked. It just went in there and in there and in there. And then once it hit a level, they begun to feed into another room. And they turned up the heat in the first room and let it dry out until it was, I'll call it, topsoil. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And then it rolls out on a conveyor in sheets. And I'm going... I don't want to be here for that day. And they tell me what day not to come and then we're good. I'm good at that point. Uh, Now, granted, most of it now goes into the landfill. Uh, Years ago, folks, for those that may not know, they used to sell that. That's part of the reason how the city recouped their monies. Not necessarily ours. I'm sure ours might have. I didn't call on the ones in our area. I was working in another territory. But farmers wanted that. That was the purest. That was better than cow. And I went... That's not a thing, right? And they go, yeah, it, is, it is. And and then the EPA got involved and were like, we're not buying food from you if you use this. And to an extent, I understand that logic. I get it. Why we're not using it as fuel is a whole nother, whole other story. If you're just going to throw it in a damn incinerator anyway. But again... Another day, another time, and another world problem that I can't fix now that we've hit our hour mark.
0: But there used to be, and we'll say in the 1800s, 1700s, the farms, we're going to call them farms. I'm going to be PC for a moment, but they had methane collection houses. Correct. To fuel the gas lamps and the gas igniters for the fireplaces. Uh, And basically, they... The, the pig feces, yep. the cow feces, get hurtled in. Uh, there's a dairy farm not too far from here that has, they call it a crappy pond, and it's not because of the type of fish that's in it. No. They basically wrangle up all of the feces from the milking room, and they put it in this, in this pond. It churns and carries on,
1: and that's where they fill their fertilizer tanks up that they drive out over the pasture. Not as much anymore. They are splitting that because of the volume that they have, they have. They actually installed five to eight years ago an incinerator, really, to burn. They are. Well, they I, are completely when independent. When I toured, when I toured that particular farm, I'm. I,
0: I know you know the one I'm talking yeah. about. When I toured that particular farm, it was well over thirty
1: years ago. Yeah. No. They have. So since, they. They
0: did not have. I mean, they had quite the milking barn, but I don't think
1: they had. I know they were looking at expansion. So, la- so the last I heard, and again, this was. I haven't been in high school in twenty years, and they were talking about this. Then is they were putting in a hopper that fed an incinerator that then powered, like they used. Well, it after a, for power a while, generation.
0: yeah, after a while, you're going to be you're going to be over overwhelmed. But yeah, they're they're collecting the methane. It, the pond that I'm talking about, they were using for fertilizer for the right. fields, and they may still be. So they're both they're I, not doing. Hey, if I had access to, I said both by mistake. I didn't. I if did I had to access to cow manure uh, in that kind of a volume, that's how, what I would use to fertilize. I mean, I know other farmers that that's where his wife would get her potting soil. She'd, right, she was mixing. She was mixing topsoil from their. Uh, uh, compost piles. Mm-hmm. She was mixing topsoil from that with cow manure so that she could have... And she had some of the most beautiful houseplants.
1: Yeah. No, I, and I, when I said both, I said that incorrectly. I would assume they're doing both. I think instead of having surplus, they fill the pond to what they normally fill it to. The rest of it goes in the incinerator because the last bit I heard about it with any regularity is there was a debate by the utilities in the area, going, we're not going to pay you because they were, they were supporting. Yeah, they were on the grid. They were backfilling enough to support multiple houses. So multiple, they were getting paid multiple. Like it yeah. was almost an enterprise for them. And then the utilities were like, no, nah, we're going to cap that because I mean, obviously they're losing money doing that." And and I don't ever know how that played out, but. I know that was a debate at one point. They were like we're losing way too much to this hey, place and
0: again, if you can collect it and you can power your own farm, fine, come off the
1: grid. The only problem with that is it, the the only problem I would have with that logic is I'm going to need a I'm going to need a switch because if I find myself in a position where I can't or call it, you know, say mad cow make some sort of weird resurgence which it shouldn't we pretty much knocked it out but you got to lose everything I don't want to get left holding the bag I would need to be able to go and I'm not even sure they were giving that option to run them back on the normal feed line because that's been a debate um, with doing solar here our utilities doesn't want any part of that
0: with all the different options out there you got a large enough farm you can get yourself set up. Oh. I mean yeah. you really can.
1: Uh, and that may be really what very, very well did what they did. I don't know that for certain. I've that is a thousand put view based on third party and hearsay oh, yeah. that that was the plan. So I am by no means pre preaching a well informed gospel. It's just based on what I remember hearing. So but kudos to us. We started and ended with poop. Yep. We pretty much did. We we put we bookend it. Yep, and no matter what you do, don't be a dick. I'm leaving space.